Not so long ago, investors assumed that by investing responsibly, you had to settle for lower returns. Today, we know you can seek purpose and profits using a wide range of approaches. Today, let's explore some of the ways to invest through a responsible lens. Welcome to Bernstein's Inspired Investing, where we inform and educate nonprofits and individuals striving to invest purposefully and with a mission. I'm Travis Allen, Senior Portfolio Manager focused on responsible and impact investing at Bernstein. And I'm Marianne Best, Senior Managing Director for Bernstein's eastern part of the country. We help clients align their portfolios with their values. Now, if you didn't listen to our last episode, Marianne and I discussed the momentum behind responsible investing, what we're hearing from clients, and basic definitions of what responsible investing means. Today, we will focus on different ways to approach responsible investing in portfolios. Screening is one of the oldest and most common approaches for responsible investing. In fact, years ago, when we talked with clients about responsible investing, this is basically what we meant, screening. But the industry has come a long way since then. Now, there are so many ways to invest responsibly. Depending upon your goals and and what your values are and what you're trying to achieve, there's definitely a way for you to invest. But screening is probably a good place to start. Well, screening is one of the oldest forms of responsible investing. And as we look back over the last 50 years of managing assets at Bernstein, some of the things that clients have asked us to screen out are pretty obvious for responsible investors. Things like tobacco, things like reducing the carbon emissions or carbon footprint in their portfolios, or things like having diversity on the board of directors or executive pay. Today, screening can be done on both a negative and positive basis as companies give us more and more information about what they're doing internally besides just their financial metrics. Filters are generally based on environmental, social, and governance characteristics, but ultimately are driven by an investor's moral or ethical point of view. You're absolutely correct, Travis. For instance, I work with a lot of clients who are very environmentally conscious. They want to make sure their portfolio isn't invested in ways that will actually hurt the environment. How would negative screening work in that portfolio? Well, there are many ways to approach this, but maybe we can start with an example. Let's say that an investor wanted to address climate change. One of the ways is to avoid high carbon emitters in your portfolio. That type of screening remains very popular, but at times it can have unintended consequences. If you take screening to its extreme, you can end out emitting so much of the underlying investment universe for your particular investment strategy that you end up with either subpar returns or subpar risk characteristics. What we have seen, though, is a growing trend to combine screening with ESG integration. What that means is that throughout the investment process, research analysts are concerned with the environmental, social, and governance factors alongside the traditional financial metrics for the securities they're evaluating. Interesting. So in other words, when the investment team is doing their research, they look at the company's sales and profitability, debt, balance sheet, etc. 
But they also are looking at whether a company is a polluter or whether they have fair pay practices or women in senior roles, right? Is that what you're saying? That's exactly right. And I think it makes intuitive sense that as uh, companies improve their ESG credentials, as they make the type of investments that tend to be symptomatic of strong governance – So as an example, you can look at the diversity on a company's board of directors, or you can evaluate a company through its carbon footprint. Companies who have good practices tend to be rewarded over time with either better returns or lower cost of capital. And companies that take a highly ethical approach over many years also tend to avoid scandals and problems like lawsuits or hits to their reputation that can ultimately hurt a stock's performance. So besides integrating ESG into our research process, we also actively engage with companies on our clients' behalf. So I just think it's really terrific, Travis, that our people are actually raising environmental, social, and governance issues directly with company management. That's right, Marianne. As active owners, that's one of the key things that we're responsible for doing on our clients' behalf. We use our voting rights to influence and encourage more responsible behavior from the companies that we're invested in. So we've discussed screening. Should we cover the other three? Sure. Maybe we should start with goals-based investing. These are strategies that not only incorporate ESG into the research process, but they also target specific ESG metrics as part of the way they report performance for the strategy. In other words, they target companies with strong or improving ESG characteristics. Okay, so not to oversimplify, but let's go back to my client who wants to protect the environment. If negative screening involves avoiding all fossil fuels, how would you tackle climate change in a goals-based strategy? You might start by evaluating whether or not a company has a plan to move towards a low-carbon economy. If the company has a sound plan, if they're really thinking about the future and reducing their impact on the environment, then you might favor that company over another company in their industry that doesn't have as sound a plan for how to tackle some of the environmental challenges of the future. That's helpful. So I'm going to switch gears on you. What about sustainable investing? Very common term that our listeners may have heard. How would you describe AB's view of that? Well, at AB, when we say sustainable investing, we're specifically talking about investment strategies that begin with the UN's Sustainable Development Goals. These are really thematically driven portfolios. For instance, sustainable investors who seek to address climate change might favor a wind turbine company that aligns with the UN's Sustainable Development Goals to improve energy efficiency. Interesting. So switching gears again, finally, there's impact investing. It's another term that you hear thrown around a lot, but give us AB's view on that. Well, we think of impact investing as strategies that look to generate a measurable social and environmental impact alongside a financial return. Impact investors who seek to invest in climate change might own municipal bonds that fund a local transit authority project to significantly reduce greenhouse gases by taking cars off the road. Okay. So, Travis, the last question I hear from clients 
pretty frequently. You know, we can measure performance, and, and we do that. But how do you measure responsibility? You know, investors know how to look at risk and returns in their portfolios, but determining whether your investment is really delivering the level of responsibility you're looking for, I mean, how do we think about that? Well, Marianne, that's one of the most important things that we've worked on over the last several years. Because if you created responsible investing strategies or ESG strategies, but did not regularly report out on the impact or the improvement in the ESG characteristics, we think that would be a real miss. So what we've done is to establish ESG metrics for each strategy that are consistent with each strategy's investment process, such as looking at the carbon footprint or the ESG ratings or improvement in ESG ratings, looking at board diversity, or for our municipal bond portfolio, looking at the impact of the projects that we're invested in. So there are many ways to invest. And it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. What do you say to the client, Travis, who finds responsible investing appealing, but they're not really sure where to start? Well, I've had a lot of those conversations over the last several years. Well, we start by just asking, what are the issues that are important to you? How do you want to address those issues in your investments? And what kind of impact do you want to have with your investments. And I think by working through those questions, you can develop a plan that is not only responsive to the risk and return for a client, but also consistent with their values in focusing on responsibility as well. Well, thank you, Travis. This has been wonderful to be with you today. I've enjoyed our conversation. Hopefully you'll have me back. Be happy to. I really appreciate you joining us. Hopefully this is just the beginning of many conversations on responsible investing. For all of you listening, we look forward to hearing from you. Please email us with your thoughts, questions, and feedback to insights at Bernstein.com. You can find us on Twitter at BernsteinPWM and rate us on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Bernstein making money meaningful for individuals, families, and foundations for over 50 years. Visit us at Bernstein.com.